0: Good morning, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the Town Tech Educational Podcast Studio at Portland High School. And this is our uh, Town of Portland, uh, Portland School District update and uh, podcast. And with us in the studio is our superintendent, Dr. Philip O'Reilly, and our high school principal, Miss Kate uh, Lawson. And uh, Hello. W- welcome all.
1: Thank you for having us. Good Great to see to you.
0: Here. All right. Excellent. And I know, Philip, you're uh, uh, heading off into the sunset shortly. One would never know that, Dave. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> As far as that goes, but we want to congratulate you on uh, your tenure here and all your great work that you've done, uh, you know, in the district with all of our staff. So it's been a pleasure working with you. So anyway, I just thought today's podcast, we could cover, um, uh, you know, uh, some uh, things with covering the high school seniors, what's going on with uh, the... uh, uh, graduation, as well as uh, what's going to happen, uh, you know, uh, going forward during the summer and the fall, and uh, what's going to happen. So, uh, Philip, if you'd like to jump in, uh, feel free to jump on it. So,
2: yeah, yeah I will. Let, let me start with um, the fact that we're we're already in a transition period, and, sure. and we certainly want to give due diligence to our senior class. They're a very talented group of, of students, and um, Principal Lawson has worked with lots of constituents to, to come up with the best graduation process that, that really um, celebrates the achievements of these students. And so I'm going to defer to her to talk about that specifically. But, but when I talk about transition process, um, we now are reflecting on the past 11 weeks, 12 weeks since we've become a distance learning. Uh, by default, district, and what are we learning about it? What what have we learned about what we can do better? And how can we prepare for the unknown? Because right now, we don't know what school is going to look like in September of 2020. But we want to be prepared based on what we have learned in the past 11 or 12 weeks of, of distance learning.
0: Mm-hmm. You know, I know that, um, I mean, the, your whole administrative team has been, you know, uh, come out of the gate, you know, uh, running. And I think uh, kudos to your whole administrative team and as far as as a district as a whole of uh, being right on top of the district learning uh, situation and transitioning, you know, when, uh, you know, this whole pandemic thing went down. So, you know, it's uh, it, it's great to see. And I think uh um, not only the, the administration but the teachers as well as the students have adapted to that. You know, and I, your, your, your take on that. I know you guys did a survey uh, and so forth, and uh, tell us a little about that. Well, we appreciate the accolades. Thank you very much. But we
2: also we, we, uh, have grown, you know, through this process. Sure. Um, and, you know, first I want to thank my administrative team for the great work that they, they've done as a team. We didn't come out of the gate as a group of eight or nine individuals. We came out as one team. And in fact, Ralph Zampano from the Board of Selectmen was a part of that team. Absolutely. As an ad hoc hoc Mm -hmm. administrative member. And and so we have processed this each and every day as we've encountered the challenges that we couldn't expect because we didn't know what to expect. And we did our very best job. Um, and so, my thanks to the administrative team to in in their efforts to be flexible mm-hmm. and and the kudos obviously, as always, because it always comes down to the teachers uh, kudos to them for what they were able to do that we asked them to do sure and and to roll out and do that important work with kids absolutely and so uh as we transition, I, I think there are some big pieces that we need to think about. Um, one is when our children do come back, the social-emotional challenges of being sidelined, if you will, homebound, if you will, yeah. not experiencing any kind of of closure to a school year and a, and a classroom of students and teacher connections, That's we're going to need to... Think that through and think about how how that plays into our our our, our uh, reintegration into school, mm-hmm. the physical reintegration into school. I think we need to think about the implications on families. This has been a significant challenge for families of all socioeconomic backgrounds. Uh, and, of course, Portland represents. We have all socioeconomic backgrounds represented in the town of Portland. Sure. And, and you know, this, these challenges didn't, they, they don't come by uh, n- from, from economy, if you will. They, they, they are very unique to each and every family. You know, we have family members who are teachers themselves and who are trying to teach classroom of kids while also uh, supporting their own children. We have families that have had no educational training and have been thrown into the teacher-by-design mode. And so we need to understand that uh, and and the needs of our parents, especially if we have to do this again in the fall. Uh, And then, of course, we have those concerns about where kids are Mm -hmm. academically. Mm -hmm. But I did put that last somewhat purposefully because I think we've we've gotta think about the social emotional needs. We've got to think about where the families and how the families have struggled through this and because we don't wanna then just expect that all of these benchmarks that haven't been met are are gonna be met, you know, immediately because they're not. Right. And, and we're right. gonna we, we need to design a process mm-hmm. for those kids, for all of our kids, uh, to continue their their education and that whole notion of benchmark and time related seat time related benchmark it, you know is just not going to work so right we we need to rethink that and it's going to look very different we're going to we if we come back and do everything the way we did on March 12th or in the beginning of of this process if we just just go back and do the same in public education. I, I don't think we're going to walk away with new learning. I don't think we're applying the new learning. I think we, we have learned things about kids and learning and parents and families, and we should apply that now, whatever uh, it school looks like in the fall.
0: Well, uh, yeah, right, rightfully so. And I think, you know, uh, what it's look, looking like now and what it's going to look like during the summer and into the fall, okay, is all going to be predicated because the situation. As we all know, is very fluid, you know, mm. depending on how the uh, uh, pandemic uh, numbers are and how we're going to have to adjust on a state level, you know, up to now, um, you know, I think uh, at last count, I believe the governor has ex- has uh, instituted 87 executive orders. Uh, that's probably going to change, you know, between now and, and the fall. So uh, uh, y- and you guys are going to have to adapt to that, uh, you know, depending on, you know, what comes down the pike. And, I- and- I'm glad you said adapt because you know that's their their guidelines that we will use
2: sure but my administrative team won't be my administrative team for that much longer but mm-hmm. this administrative team and these talented group of teachers are going to have to uh to take that exe- whatever executive order that does come down whatever directive from the state department of education that does come down they're going to have to take that but adapt it to our students sure and and our families exactly that's yeah. what is an important takeaway for Philip O'Reilly in this, in this process. Right.
0: And I, and I know you guys participate in weekly calls with the, the State Board of Education, both you and Kate and the whole administrative team. And, uh, again, uh, they're kind of feeling weary through as well as uh, you guys are uh, as far as that goes and right. being able to adapt to that. And, you know, every solution isn't going to be a cookie-cutter solution can't be. What's what's
2: good for students in East Hartford is not necessarily, even though East Hartford is very close
0: to here, doesn't necessarily mean that Uh, it's going to be applicable here exactly Uh, exactly. in Portland. So, uh, you know, yeah, that's great stuff. And like I say, uh, kudos to, you know, all your administrative team as well as the administrators. So, uh, you know, hopefully going forward, we can, you know, uh, get through the summer and and, uh, hopefully our numbers are going to change and things are going to, hopefully come back to some type of a new normal and Kate, okay, you're smiling <laughs> so but uh, one
2: one more thing if i if i may and and that is what i said to the administrative team this morning uh, let's move away from thinking that school begins in the fall right because i think we have to think that perhaps school is going to begin this summer sure and sure. and and, it, and august will be an important month as as we transition back to whatever model it is. Yeah. And so I just, I, I want to put that out there because I think we have to change our frame of, our
0: mindset, if you will. Sure, there's going to be a new baseline. There's that... a new baseline. There's Absolutely. A... Yep. Yep. Absolutely. And uh, how are you doing, Kate? Are you getting... <laughs> Okay, I'm not going to cut you off anymore.
1: No, that's okay. That's okay. <laughs> yes. um, you know, the, May and June in the school is almost always the busiest time of year. Mm-hmm. And it most certainly um, is no exception. Is no exception this year, and certainly a large spotlight has been on the graduating class and mm-hmm. on their needs, um, but I think we would be remiss not to look at all of the transitions that students right. are making. We have students finishing up elementary school. We have students finishing up kindergarten. Mm. We have a, a, a very big transition between eighth and ninth grade, Sure. Um, and many of us have college graduates who kind of lost, got lost in the shuffle a little bit. Sure um, so um, while the focus in in my work most recently has been in supporting the senior class, um, I continue and, and I will always continue to be impressed with the parent community and the school community around supporting all learners mm-hmm. because I think I think we really are a district that takes care of one another. I also think we are a district that places a tremendous amount of faith in one another yes um, we know we will come through with a wonderful celebration for our seniors. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I'm very fortunate to have a very, very supportive parent base and parents who, while they are, they are truly mourning the, the rite of passage that is graduation for right. their children, they are committed and they are creative and they are, they are helping in every way that they can. Um, our seniors as well are displaying a maturity beyond their years no. And recognizing, this is where we are, so how do we, how do we make it great? Sure. And I think that's what I will remember them for. Um, we were given guidance from the Commissioner of Education in mid-May with basically three options for graduation that were to be held in um, June. And those guidelines suggested either a completely virtual ceremony, mm-hmm. a drive-through ceremony, or a drive-in ceremony. In Portland, we have selected the drive-in option. And speaking to your point, Philip, about how things that work in Portland might not work in a larger district, we're very lucky that our size allows us to do a very personal drive-in ceremony. Right. It was the number one wish of the class of 2020 was that they could see one another get their diplomas. Sure. Um, and and that, that makes me proud and makes my heart sing that that was their wish. Um. So we are looking at creating a safe, socially distant, compliant drive-in graduation on June 11th, which was their original uh, graduation date as set by the Board of Education. Um, It will be in the back of the high school near the tennis courts Mm -hmm. um, with a sound system and the opportunity for each student to individually walk across the stage. Um, Our project graduation committee is hard at work, helping with decorations and setting the stage to make it memorable. They've also secured professional photography for the event so that we will, every family will leave with with professional pictures. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and again, really partnering with us to make it a, a very memorable event for kids. Um, we also are very lucky that we have some corporate partners that have really supported us. And one of them is Justin's Yearbook Company. Mm-hmm. Um, many of you may be soon receiving digital links to sign someone's yearbook. Um, and they have created a a web-based yearbook signing platform uh, for students so that they can collect their memories as they would almost in real time. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's what the students are busy working on now. Um, and then the senior class, moving on, is um, recently participated in a survey to talk about things they'd like to do when the restrictions are lifted. Mm-hmm. Um, they were not able to have their safe graduation overnight that they typically do Mm -hmm. after a graduation. So they're brainstorming ideas of a one-year reunion or a send-off party Mm -hmm. or a barbecue. Um, So I I have a feeling they're going to end up being, as we look back at them over time, one of the more cohesive classes that come through Portland High School. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah. And I think, you know, one of the things that, that struck me, and I think it struck you as well, is, you know, we've been kind of struggling with you know how to get this done, and you know that the, the people uh, that we you you reached out to not only in the the senior class and the junior class because uh, one of the ideas that I recall that was on the table was combining um, the seniors and the juniors for next year and and so forth. And the the seniors and juniors okay unanimously said no, uh, we don't want that. We want to uh, we don't want to infringe on the juniors, and the juniors didn't want to infringe on the seniors. Uh, mm-hmm. They wanted their own day, and I thought that was. Uh, remarkable, you know, from a standpoint, like you say, from the uh, the the unity on on both the junior and senior classes, that was quite remarkable,
1: and you know what's interesting as a follow up to that because i the seniors were being very gracious, saying, No, 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 the juniors should have their own time. And then, after our conversation, the juniors came back and they said, You know, we'd be happy to share
0: yeah. and
1: And they just they were just so willing to they 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 see themselves as a school community, sure, you know. They lost the opportunity to have a prom this year, mm-hmm. um, and they handled it with maturity and grace.
0: And many other things. <laughs> and many
1: other things, for sure, for sure. You
0: know, no school play, no school concerts, no uh, band extravagance, and also no trip the to, uh, to Florida.
1: Florida, exactly. Yeah. Yes, and and the spring sports season. Yes, and yeah. And um, over the past two nights, I've been listening to some of the seniors on the sports teams via Google Meet, and and they've again, they've they've made me proud Mm -hmm. with their grace.
0: Sure. Sure.
1: Um, so that's, that's, uh, that's something to really reflect on and think about. And, and then we're, we're, we're looking to find the ways to, to really deepen those connections and send off these kids, knowing that they will always have a home base at Portland High School.
0: Sure. Sure. You know, from the, from the sports community in the, in the, uh, the school and so forth, and, uh, you've got a very strong sports community. And in fact, some of your high school seniors, JT Jogoda and, and a couple of his, uh, comrades, they started their own podcast and mm-hmm. updating everything. And, uh, we're going to get JT and his crew back in here. Uh, I think just to, you know, reiterate, um, you know, how they're finishing up the year and just to summarize, mm-hmm. you know, from a, a sports perspective on, on how the year is culminating and, uh, you know, finishing out. So that'd be great. Absolutely. So. One of the characteristics of great athletes is
2: resiliency. And, Absolutely. And these kids have demonstrated that in a different way. Sure. And, and I think that that is admirable. Yeah. As, as yeah. Kate says.
0: Well, I, I think, uh, and again, kudos to everybody. I mean, this is certainly we're on unprecedented times, uh, you know, and as the, you know, not only the, the, the school district, the town, but the state as well as the country, okay, is, is going to evolve from this um, is, is yet to be seen. Uh, and that, uh, again, we're, as you say, Philip. we're, we're, we're going to have to adapt and, uh, and move forward and, uh, and every town and every state and, you know, uh, is different and, uh, we're going to have to make the, make those adjustments, uh, from, from that standpoint. Yeah. Uh, the other thing too, you know, from a standpoint of, uh, I know we, we, uh, Phillip, we just finished the, the town just finished their budget process this past week. And I think, uh. Um, the Board of Education and the Board of Selectmen have have worked. Uh, it, it was a tough year. Uh, and I think uh, the collaboration and the unity that uh, both the Board of Ed and the, the Board of Selectmen exhibited was exemplary. It, it really was. And how the town comes together. And, you know, nobody got what they wanted. But, you know, I, I think we came up with an amicable solution, especially from a town. I, I always um, say that successful negotiation
2: is that. Nobody gets everything they wanted, but everybody gets something. Exactly. And we're grateful for the town's support as we move forward, particularly the support for our new special education programming. So that is something that we took away, that we are so excited and so ready to implement. Sure. Uh, this, this new behavioral social-emotional program at Brownstone School.
0: Well, and in that respect, it was a win-win, you know, and, Absolutely. I, and I think from a standpoint of, uh, you know, the overall citizenry uh, in, in the town of Portland, uh, I, I think especially in, in lieu of the town through the, government, uh, the, uh, the governor's executive order of, of not being able to hold a referendum, um, the, the Zoom meetings that both the Board of Ed and the, and the, the, the town have been holding, as everybody knows, it's, they, they've been all uh, virtual uh, meetings. And uh, we through those Zoom meetings, and Kevin can attest to this, uh, the engagement with the, the town citizens was unbelievable. Even more so, you know, uh, you know, you know your Board of Education meetings, if you get 20 people in the Board of Ed meeting in the library, that's a good night. We were having 40 to 60 people. I'll again, be in those meetings again
2: we can't look at this last three or four months as you know totally totally uh, negative we've we got to look at what we can take away from this and one of the things that w- the board of ed can take away from this is gee we now need to put all of our meetings on Zoom yeah so that we can engage 40 50 60 70 people per meeting and not you said 20' lucky we're lucky to get three four or five people well, <laughs> usually it's more administrators than it is public, right? right. So, so, I uh, you know, there's a, there's a great takeaway and I don't think it is, it's difficult at all for us sure. uh, to move forward, to make sure that these meetings are live for everybody via sure. zoom.
0: And and I think the board of selectmen have realized the same thing because, uh, again, uh, the point where, you know, you have some selectmen's meetings, you have, you know, the press there, you have some of, uh, of the administrators there and, you know, depending on, on the, uh, the agenda, you may only have three or four public, and, right. and, and that's about it. But uh, through this process, I think it, it, it really uh, avails the public of a lot more transparency uh, and engagement that, uh, you know, I, I think the town and, and, and the school board can, can feel good about. Well, kudos
2: to you and Kevin, because mm-hmm. we could not have done it without you.
0: Well, um, hey, it's it's a team effort, and well, we you know, appreciate that. We're, we're, and, and fortunately, we have uh, we had some equipment that we could do it with. Uh, we're, we're looking to upgrade that equipment, and we'll talk about that later. As far as that I goes. think you're looking
2: for money, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <Gee>. <laughs>
0: uh, as far as that goes. But I, I think um, you know, going going forward, I think uh, the just the way of doing business, not only from uh, you know. Uh, Municipally, a municipal standpoint, but the Board of Education, but even from an economy standpoint, I think the, the ways of doing business are, are drastically going to have a new look next year. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, people are realizing, and, and corporations are realizing, hey, you know, we don't have to rent a whole high priced office space. We can, when people are working from home, you know, and it's uh, there are advantages, but that's great. So, well, hey, thank you guys for coming in. I appreciate it. And um, Kate, I'd like to, you know, uh, extend the invitation of uh, as we go forward here to to make this a regular happening because I think it's great to uh, again uh, the uh, podcasts are now uh, on our not only on our website but are all on the, all of the uh, the podcast feeds. Uh, uh, whoever. Uh, consumes their media whether it's you know you uh, whether it's youtube whether it's pandora whether it's uh, uh anchor or whatever it's it's all out there now and we've got the rss feeds to go with it so you can find it it's there and it's amazing the amount of listens that we're getting on our podcast so guys thank you so much uh we're again we're live here at the town tech educational partnership podcast studio at portland high school and i'm your host dave kuzminski and philip uh Congrats on your awesome tenure here in the town of Portland, and we wish you well in your new endeavors as you, you. Uh, step off into uh, 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 another endeavor.
2: <laughs> Raising puppies.
0: <laughs> that, too. <laughs> yes. Well, I know Raising you're... Raising chickens. Yeah, that, too. Okay. Gardening. That's it.
2: And uh, I have a new part-time job as executive director of the Odyssey Community School in, in uh,
0: Central Connecticut. Nice. Manchester. Okay. And... Uh, uh kate uh, again we look forward to working with this coming year absolutely
1: uh, and i will see everyone virtually at graduation <laughs> exactly
0: we'll look forward to it so again thanks so much and uh, we are going to get this podcast post-produced and we will all g- also get the podcast uh, over to the comcast channel so it can be viewed on the uh comcast educational channel that our portland on the move show is uh, aired on so thanks so That's much perfect. thank uh, you and uh as i end all our podcasts uh going forward it's uh stay home stay safe and wash your hands thanks so much this podcast was produced by the town tech educational partnership program which is a partnership between portland high school and the portland town hall if you're looking to start a podcast for your business or organization check out towntech.org forward slash podcast to learn more